Hi, Mark. Hi, Jay. It's been a minute since we've done one of these. Yeah, it's been we're a little overdue. It's okay. I'm 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 very happy with the content we've been uh, able to supply. But it's nice to go back to just the two of us. Just the standards. The, what what brought us to the dance? Two old friends talking about things and stuff and, and stuff, stuff and things. things. So uh, since I live in the future, uh, comparatively to you, uh, I can confirm that the world has made it made it through another Pride Month. The West is uh, oh, congratulations! Survived. All that pride, all the jubilee. Well, yeah. See, that's that's where you're wrong because in Canada it is officially Pride season, and we have oh. two more months. Really? Yes. Stated. Well, I don't, he he keeps tweeting about it, and uh, I'm pretty sure that's the deal. It's, it's just a month of, um, it, when you're celebrating yourself. Thirty days just doesn't cut it. No, you really need to go all summer. I mean, it's all year, really. Why not? I, that is the logical you, next step. Can we just say a pride century? Listen, pride is the highest of virtues, right? It so why not is. embrace it wholeheartedly and just go for that? Pride is before the fall into more pride. Yeah, in awesomeness. In awesomeness, yeah. yeah right? that's the, I'm pretty sure that's the lesson of history is uh, be prideful and mm -hmm. great things will be accomplished. You you fall into amazingness. That's how yes. that's how things work. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about pride, uh, let's uh, let's check out this bit of pride. This is uh, this is you sent me this this clip. This is a uh, song that's that's trending number one in Russia at the moment. They because obviously didn't get the memo. That I think they just didn't get the message that uh, they're losing this war and yeah. uh, they're about to uh, be invaded by mercenary companies. And, well, listen, uh, <laughs> diversity is not their strength. No. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's how you're supposed to win a war. <laughs> when you've got a crowd like that <laughs> just I'll watch it again there's like one mega chad right in the front row see if you can do, spot I'll play it. this without i'll play this without, without volume but like <laughs> yeah right, right there, there. <laughs> that man is the envy of the world sergey's just made his made to the front no oh, i've got two bitches come on man two yeah um <laughs> Yeah, this is just madness. So uh, we'll get to Russia, Ukraine. Yeah, um, they're they're big proponents of the uh, body acceptance movement. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, there's there's just you know body diversity uh, at the forefront, really. Um, so we were talking offline, as we are known to do, as we are known to do, and uh, you. Uh, have some advice for uh, us Gen Xer parents who are just experiencing this uh, this wonderful new literature that's being passed on to our uh, to our our toddlers and uh, and young children. Um, do you want to get into that? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if you want to share the tweet or not. I'm sure anyone who is paying attention saw what was fantastic. Um, I think it was this week or last week where. Did you send it to me? Uh, yeah, it's in the thing. So Elon has declared cisgender to be a slur, which again, for anyone who hasn't been paying attention is brilliant because so it's the actual, the actual tweet reads like this. Uh, Elon Musk uh, tweeted out repeated targeted harassment against any account will cause the harassing accounts to receive at minimum temporary suspensions. The word cis or cisgendered are considered slurs on this platform. Just quoting Elon we're, we're live tweeting this on Twitter, so like, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. using the slur against anyone, even though actually, I can, I guess I can use the word, I can reclaim it. Well, as a, <laughs> as a cis, that's it, right? Man, right. I, I, I can certainly use that against myself or, or other cisgenders, right? It, it, this follows on the long, on the line with super straight and other, other brilliant sort of tactics of, of using their tactics against them. Um, 
so I'm trying to find my reply because it was so let me, let me give the, the the background i i feel like i'm in a uniquely i wouldn't say privileged but i'm in a unique position because i basically adopted four kids when i was 25 eldest of which was 12 at the time so while i was still relatively young at least young enough to be aware of what's trending i had kids in college and so you might think that these discussions are oh, irrelevant it doesn't really matter but Right now, I think a lot of people are starting to, to catch up, especially the sort of Gen X slash boomer generation, because they're pushing it so far that now this is being brought into elementary school, um, K through 12. Whereas 10 years ago, they, it was just you know university, grade 12, maybe that kind of stuff. And so a lot of people are catching up, but this has been my dinner table discussion for a decade. And so I've been on that sort of excavation trip of trying to figure out what what the hell is this? Where did it come from? What does it mean? And how do you battle it? And well, this goes back to conversations I remember having in when I started my red pill basically moment was around 2014 when I started seeing those kids lip off to those professors at Harvard and that kind of thing. And I remember talking to a, a now an ex friend of mine who was at uh, uni at the time, and I was asking him about this, like, what's going on with this? Um, and uh, and she was into the whole woke like what what basically became woke you know what that proto wokeness and she kept saying ah oh, it's nothing it's don't worry it's it's a marginal thing like don't whatever yeah and, the, um, it'll stay in universities it's not uh right exactly and then my my first initial thought was that well what happens when these kids graduate because a lot of the conversations at the time rogan was having this too where it's like oh the pendulum's going to swing back to something more moderate and you know semi-right wingers and all that and and I kept just thinking, like, well, if these kids are like this now, and this is what they're being taught now, and this is a concern now, they're going to graduate. And when they graduate, this is going to get into boardrooms and teach in, in college and, and elementary schools and everything else, because it's not like they're just going to, like, magically change their minds on things. Like, if you're, you know, if if the, if the, the standard idea is that, well, when they get in their 40s, they'll, they'll abandon this stuff. It's like, yeah, but they've graduated now in their 20s and taking jobs in HR mm -hmm. and all the rest of it. So they can do an incredible amount of damage in 15 years, if that's yeah. what we're hold, holding out for. Mm -hmm. Well, and now my my biggest contention with this, and it's the same reason Jordan Peterson came to prominence, is that he said, okay, well, it's about this, whatever it is, and this is what I want to get into, being instantiated into law. And so I'll get to my general thesis that what this is is an abridgment of the separation of church and state. And so what they've done is a clever rhetorical trick. And this is done under the guise of gender. So if you go back to the 60s, 70s, at least in common parlance, gender was synonymous with sex. There were two, it referred to your biological reality. Then obviously you have postmodernism comes into the fray. And if anyone, if, if, I'm sure most people have gotten a little bit of an education on this, but postmodernism is, is an interesting um, philosophical approach. And it has like, like all devious things. It has a, a basis of truth, which is that anything, anything can, can lack a definition if you dig deep enough into it. Right. So like if you go into uh, all, all the things that are at least anything that's socially constructed and we'll get into uh, social constructivism, but so things like government, currency, race. So these are all generalizations that exist because they're agreed, agreed upon to some amount amongst the populace, right? So we have a government, we have borders, because we come to an agreement that we respect this thing, even though it's kind of made up by us, we give it validity by all buying into it. This is the, this is the, this, this is the strength of the whole social construct exactly. argument. That it's like, yes, you're technically correct. Almost all these things are technically social constructs. Like, well, not there's not all. It's a very sort of specific category, and this is where you get into the nitty-gritty. It's like, what is a social construct and what is not? And so something like a government, great, you can agree, that's a social construct. Something Even even the stock market to some degree, where it's, its value is based on the amount that people believe in it. Currency, the same thing, the dollar. Everybody said, uh, you know what? We don't believe in the dollar anymore. We're going to use grass or tin cans as a, as a, as a representation of value, then that would become the new thing that, it, that holds that 
that that common currency. So the, the sleight of hand was when they said, okay, well, gender isn't sex. What it is, so if I can if I can get into the discussion. So I jumped in after after the Elon tweet because someone had replied to him and said, cis is no more of a slur than old. It's a description that means the opposite of transgender. My reply was, except young is actually a thing, which of course got me no love. <laughs> so, so obviously people started replying to me and I said, okay, so what is gender? Can you define gender for me? And I ended up getting sent the definition by the WHO, which I got to put my glasses on to read this. So you, we're going to go through this and you're going to see, I want to see if you can spot it. So this is according to the, um, the authority we've all been trusting over the past few years. Gender refers to the characteristics of women, men, girls, and boys that are socially constructed. This includes norms, behaviors, and rules associated with being women, men, girl, or boy, as well as relationships with each other. As a social construct, gender varies from society to society and can change over time. You can't, if you're using girl and boy, male, male, male and female, as definitional terms, you're still stuck within the definitional terms. Like, well, so that's geez. it. So that here's, 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 there's two things you got to pay attention to here because man, woman, girl, boy, those are not social constructs, right? Those are pretty solid. Not. Those are biological realities. So then it goes on. There's a little a paragraph in the middle that I'll skip. Gender interacts with, but is different from sex, which refers to the different biological and physiological characteristics of females, males, and intersex persons, such as chromosomes, hormones, reproductive organs. Gender and sex are related, but different from gender identity. Gender identity refers to a person's deeply felt internal individual experience of gender, which may or may not correspond to the person's physiology or designated sex at birth. So the, 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 the interesting part is when, if you look at it, the first part, the first def, the first part of that definition where it said that gender is socially constructed and refers to gender norms, that's where the trick lies because gender norms are socially constructed. Scottish wear kilts. Uh, you know, men had long hair. I like to always show people pictures of glam rock bands from the 80s. And you see <laughs> them and I'm like, these guys are more trans than today's trans. But 30 years ago, this wasn't a thing. So when you're getting just, into... Just look up Twisted Sister. Exactly. So that's that's my favorite go-to. You know, just post the picture and say, are these trans? Or propose the question. So if my wife wears pants, is she... Um, male now so the trick is that what they're doing is taking gender norms which are socially constructed and then associating the term gender with those what, what, when all the only thing gender is like if you ask the question the sort of basis of their what i call a pseudo religion is the the concept that someone is born in the wrong body so as soon as you yeah, say you are born in the wrong you're born in the wrong body that that presupposes a duality there are two entities there one is you and the other is the body. So now you've, you've gone into the realm of the metaphysical. And if you are going to make claims about the metaphysical, then you're, you're out, you've left the realm of science. And when you're going to say that this thing called gender, which is basically, in, in their terminology, a spirit that floats around gender norms... It's not the gender norms, and you can get into the argument about that. It's this spirit attached to them that you can magically be in possession of or not in possession of based upon your feelings. And so that's where this, this is, if you can get the argument to go there and say, okay, what is the difference between gender and gender norms? Because they, that's where they'll conflate it. That's where they'll confuse you. So they're correct. Gender norms are socially constructed. But gender, what is it? Describe it. It's this thing that you can have or not have that is a spectrum and isn't a spectrum. It's basically uh, what's the, uh, the, the guy with the cat that was and wasn't at the same time. It is and oh, it is not, right? It's Schrodinger's mysticism. And so once you realize to see it that way, you have to debate them on the fact that they're, it's, it's a sleight of hand. 
And then what they're do what they're doing is now they have built up a codified system of belief around this that every person has access to gender, that gender is is this special thing that you're blessed with, and now they're passing laws based on it. And what they're doing is circumventing the separation of church and state. And now they're instantiating. You can't. I mean, this was so. If you go into, uh, I should have sent it to you. Just yesterday or the day before, there was a stabbing in Canada. I don't know if you could look it up. There's not much about it, but um, let me see if I can find it. Justin Trudeau my, my tweeted about being it. Being weird. Stabbing in Canada. What's the... So um, a foreign international student went into a gender studies class and stabbed some folks. Hang on, how do I see my own tweets on the laptop here? So Justin Trudeau tweets out, the fact that the stabbings at the University of Waterloo were hate-motivated is absolutely despicable. So they decided, um, I don't know how, we're going to find out. Obviously, I like to reserve an opinion until any facts emerge. But because it was a gender class, this was a hate-motivated incident. So he says, the fact the statement that the stabbings at the University of Waterloo were hate-motivated is absolutely despicable. I strongly condemn this vile act. It is another reminder that we can never let misogynistic anti-2S LGBTQI plus rhetoric escalate because these words have real-life consequences. So... I blame climate you, change. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one next. So this is this is how it plays into something that is actually scary because now if you disagree about what gender is and i've been having these debates you are now guilty of stochastic terrorism this is coming from our prime minister anti-2s lgbtq is disagreement so my my stance is that i reject the premise i reject the premise of the spirit of gender i don't believe it exists i believe there is sex and there are gender norms that's it. And believe it or not, I went to a private school when I was growing up, a Christian private school. And we are now on watch lists. Thanks. Yeah, In my school, girls were forced to wear skirts. Can you believe that? And as far as I know, all of them survived and grew up to be well-adjusted people. So if you're going to take their whole argument, that is the only practical example I can see of someone actually being the, the boogeyman that they claim, being anti their whole movement, because the gender norm is that girls wear skirts and men wear pants. I don't know, other than that specific instance of the private school that I went to growing up, I don't know anywhere in society where girls are forced to wear skirts. And that would be the only practical application of their hideous boogeyman which is that, oh my God, you're enforcing gender norms. We're all going to die. Yeah. And they're taking that, yes, girls can wear pants and they can have short hair. I don't know what you're fighting. No one's stopping you. But when you tell me that you that men possess special woman spirits and I'm not allowed to disagree and that disagreeing leads to people getting stabbed, I view this as... Um, uh, um, what's the term for like when, when religions are fighting? Um, you mean, uh, something, uh, conflict. Uh, yeah. There's a, se a sectarian, sectarian, sectarian violence. violence. Exactly. Yeah. So to me, this is sectarian violence. And this is a consequence this is the follow on when you, when you cross these boundaries as casually and haphazardly as our government has, and you start instantiating beliefs into law, you're going to get people who really fervently believe in stuff. Okay. Mark, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I, it feels like you're trying to say that this whole thing that you're describing is a religion, and I mean, you know, <laughs> where to get that? I I feel like that's you know, uh, we, we, okay. we should we should have some proof mm -hmm. uh, to substantiate your claim if you're if you are indeed saying this is a spiritual conflict. I uh, you know, let's uh, let's play this thing. Uh, let's just let's just see what the religious people have to say about this. I invite you to rise in body or spirit. And let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads. 
and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the AIDS quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose Sorry, let's have a pause for the AIDS quilt. Let's have a pause. We'll get to the insanity of this in a second, folks. But Can I take the Lord's name in vain? <laughs> repeatedly and like <laughs> i'm surprised this thing didn't get getting getting hit by lightning i'm, I'm pretty I'm almost... sure these are mormons so they, they were pretty much there already right <laughs> we should send this to mike corbell that's a go, joke that's a joke uh, latter-day saints please explain mark mike he's our he's our token um <laughs> he's our token or he was our token mormon i don't he hasn't talked to me in a while tell me you've converted to the one true faith my friend oh yeah days of the stars in wonder I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. Wow. Yeah. It's okay, and you're right. Okay, this is obviously they said Latter day Saints, so this is obviously a Mormon thing. And you would say, okay, well, it's just the Mormons. But this is happening in the Lutheran Church now. This is happening. Uh, the fucking Roman Catholics are about are about uh, what a year away from this. Basically, well, this like, is why, like, you've got to understand. It's those, little, the it's those little, it's those little glittery shoes, man. I'm telling you, don't trust <laughs> any religious leader who has little has little, little glittery slippers that look like they should be on an Elton John. Yeah, it, yeah. Elton John should be wearing at a concert. I'm, I was warning you, folks. It's, like, it's it's right there in front of your face. Well, this is the one thing I appreciate about it because it seems to be like the knife of truth. If you're if you're practicing whatever it is your religion is, and again, I'm 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 still trying to figure mine out. Um, this will this will this will you're cut orthodox. a knife through it if you don't if you don't you're gonna be, you're gonna be orthodox within a year just 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 wait for it yeah well so go back to the love is love i'm just gonna toot my own horn here and i'm gonna read a tweet because again i think i found the the correct way to approach that argument which mm. uh so i said i don't care about your sexuality love is love and you should be free to express it all that matters is that you're in a lifelong monogamous partnership with a member of the opposite sex for the purpose of providing a stable environment for the bringing up of children. How hard is I'm that? I'm not a bigot. No. I, I, it's, it's, yeah, be whatever sexuality you want. You just can't butt fuck your friends. Yeah. That's it. You're going to have and to, you know, put in, because at the end of the day, if you go, through, go down any argument, get all the way down through it, and it's like, well, oh, what are you thinking about? the right way to provide a stable environment for children or are you thinking about the drugs you want to do on a Thursday? Well, I'm also just thinking about health concerns. You know, monkeypox is a, is a thing that exists in this world and we don't have a vaccine for it. It's, it's not an effective vaccine yet. So, you know, uh, like I'm just Mask saying like, up. You know, option, uh, actions have consequences. Um, yeah. Talking about consequences of, of actions, how's the air quality in Montreal these days? Oh, it's phenomenal. It's yeah. really, it's really good. Um, yeah, a little hazy, little little. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I, live, I live in a country. I live in a country that goes on fire all the time. So, yeah, like, right. this is like, <laughs> okay. Well, you grew up here, so you're. Was there ever? No smoke. No, like this is. I mean, okay. no, not from not from massive forest fires that are happening like uh, x number of kilometers away. Like no, that's, yeah. That I've, I've lived in Canada for my well, except for brief stints, my whole forty four years. Lots of them next to forests, and uh, never we've had fires. And right now, it's really weird what's going on because, um, like two weeks ago, you started seeing in the news we had one hot day. It's been really, it's been like unseasonally cool all spring. It's not warm, and it seems like spring is, seems to be coming later and later and later. Now it's almost a month later. We used, we used to get warm in April, you know, and May would be okay, and June was stifling. We're about to go through global cooling. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, don't don't let a fact get in the way of a good story. So mm. we had one hot like weekend. I'll give I'll give them that in in uh, mid June, and all the Canadian media started tweeting about this is going to be the the hottest summer on record. We're going to have record fires. It's going to be. The, Armageddon and everyone is like like you just read, read the reply to every tweet They're like what are you talking about it's been freezing and rainy like this makes no sense 
And then a week later, I'll, I'll give them it was kind of dry, even though it was cool. But nothing, it's not like it's the middle of August and we've had two months of, you know, 100 degrees and no rain. Like well, we had, I mean, the, it was... The, for these kind of fires to be happening all over the place, uh, you would need something like a substantial lightning strikes other than arson. There's like, there's no other explanation for it. Like Canada is not that dry or that hot. It never gets that hot that you can have spontaneous fires. Here in Australia, what happens quite often... Um, they actually have periods, this uh, seasons in the summer where things get so dry that you're forbidden to use certain machinery right. um, in to areas. To generate because, sparks or do anything. Uh, yeah, one one loose spark and the and like you can literally set up a, a massive part of the country. On fire. <laughs> That's it. And you don't have like here we have we'll have six months of snow accumulation. So if you're right. anywhere north of where you know there, if you've ever seen the map of Canada, there's the the thing that ninety percent of Canada lives within. 100 kilometers of the US, so 50 miles of the US border, everything north is just permafrost and eight feet of snow that accumulates all winter. So that takes months to actually melt. And when it melts, it drains off. And so it just keeps things moist naturally. And then put on top of that, we had a really cool, I'll, I'll give it dry, but a really cool spring. And so then all of a sudden last week, the fires just pop off. And if you could show, um, I went on, I have a radar app. And so you could put on a filter to see the forest fires and it'll show you every location, at least that's been reported of fires. And it's really weird that they basically stop at the border. If you could look at this. So the U S is much warmer and drier than Canada. And it goes from literally across the country and almost, almost in perfect dispersion of our population base from bc so, all the way through the prairies especially in quebec quebec if you look on the right hand side there right above the blue dot which is montreal just everything's on fire so uh indica says no nah, it's just those quebecers flicking their cigarette butts out the car windows well maybe <laughs> yes um <laughs> yes yes but and uh yes, and, but. mike berg mike uh bergman just asked if we think it's uh arson here's a here's a thing yes and no um so it could be deliberate ar arson. That could be a that could be something. Actually, you know, before I say this, let's let's play this clip just to get the clip out of the way. While most fires in the western provinces are under control, the fires have now opened new fronts spreading to eastern provinces of Nova Scotia, Quebec, and Ontario. Right now, there are 437 active fires with about 250 out of control. About 26,000 Canadians have evacuated their homes because of the fires. And experts say the hazardous conditions in New York City are the worst on record, breaking a 52-year-old mark. Correspondent Nate, while most fires in the western. So, here's here's a here's the thing. Uh, I don't think we'll have time to really get into it here. There's an, there's an there is an article called. Uh, maybe we'll do this next week. Um, oh, my internet's being weird. It says uh, the the article is complex systems won't survive uh, uh, the competency co the competency crisis. So there's a few things that are happening all at once. These are these are the um, sort of the consequences of, of actions have been going on for a long time now that are finally coming to a head. In, yeah, or, as I like to call it, the lysenkoism of everything. Exactly. So <clears throat> here's an interesting thing. Why is this all happening in Canada, not, not in the States? One pause. This, this is my theory. Uh, in early 2000, in the early 2000s, there, Canada and Amer America have been in, in this uh, softwood paper uh, lumber trade uh, disputes for ongoing for forever. Um, it's a major uh, resource that Canada trades to the U United States. Uh, Canada really, it's 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 a huge export for, for for Canada, like lumber in general to America is a huge export for Canada. Uh, when America wants to play tough with with Canada, they always do some weird tariff shit on on wood and especially softwood lumber um, for paper products and all that stuff. I remember in early 2000s, it was, I think George W. Bush um, was putting a, didn't want Canadian magazines in Canada, in sold in the United States, someone like that. So he put a, put a tariff hike on softwood lumber to, to screw with Canadian magazine sales. 
It's stupid shit, right? This is just standard politics stuff. Yeah. In when Trump was in office, something similar happened. Uh, what it, what's happened over the last twenty years, however, is that in the lumber industries, you've had significant layoffs because of these these dis- disputes, uh, and a lot of these logging companies have closed down uh, over the years. In two thousand, I think it was two thousand sixteen or seventeen, when reporters reading reading like they laid off like thousands of people, uh, mostly in the logging uh, industry. The, the 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 other thing though that happens with logging industries is all the other support systems and one of the other support systems is that logging companies do a lot of maintenance on forests right because it's in their general interest not to have this happen right <laughs> because they clean the brush well if you're if you if your product is trees you kind of don't want trees catching on fire it doesn't really work out for you so well mm-hmm. uh, unless you can pivot to the charcoal industry so so yeah. So they closed down all these. <laughs> so they closed down all these people. These 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 logging industries. All these logging industries closed down because of trade disputes. And I think there's some environmental shit too going on. But whatever, right? All these guys get closed down. They don't replace them with government workers who are going in there and maintaining the forests. And then all it takes is one freak accident, maybe an act of arson. Who knows? I mean, I, I've I've seen reports where at least some of those fires in Nova, I think in Nova Scotia are directly linked to arson. Like they, mm-hmm. they think there's people setting on fires. Could be a campfire, anything, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you do have the eco-terrorists that are out there, and especially in sure. Canada, and they're not being prosecuted. They're being like, oh, there was someone, I don't know, you fact-checked me on this, but it was like 43 counts of arson, and you got a slap on the wrist. Because that's, you know, he's out there fighting the good fight, right? Why would you want to what, exactly. what are a couple trees when you're trying to save the world? Come on. When you also put on the the, the, the problem of, population decline and a competency decline and i would say that the the, the number one reason why we have a competency de- decline is we have a corruption uptick so corruption and competency don't go together when you have high corruption you have low competency because corrupt people don't want competent people and competent people tend not to be corrupt some people can be but generally speaking the only people who, if you're corrupt if you're very corrupt you're only really good at being corrupt i'll give you an example right if you've worked in any major company or something like that, you know the guy, or if, especially if you've worked a union job, you know the guy who's gotten in and is now just fucking the dog because he can, <laughs> which is, a, I would say, a form of corruption in this in this sense. If we want to mm-hmm. expand the term a little bit, uh, who's getting a paycheck doing nothing because he knows he can get away with it. And that that kind of thing starts seeping into the system where you start to hire people who because of their race, ethnicity, whatever that you're, you're, right, you're their allegiance you're to the cause, right? They're just their, their ability to be yes, man. You don't really care if, about their competency. It's about their compliance or their willingness to turn the other cheek while you, yeah. while you steal money off the table. Exactly. Right. As long as you get, you throw them, a, you throw them a few extra bucks. They're like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. sure. Whatever. Right. So now combine so, Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So you combine all those, all those factors together and then you get wildfires. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I was going to say, combine then, that, combine that with the clusterfuck of incentives, where you have a government who's pushing an agenda, which is, we're all going to die. Give us your money. What incentive do they have to do their job when them failing at their job proves them correct? Well, not only that, how are you supposed to defeat this? The same as any, the COVID thing. They also don't have any other people inside the system to push back on it because everyone else, because anyone who's who's not corrupt or anywhere near competent who might go, hey, what the fuck? No, let's let's stop this and do something about it has been driven out or has mm-hmm. left because they're like, fuck this shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll go work in the private sector and make make some money and not to deal with this crap. No, um, it's the same thing it, you're going to get in a police forces because of the Black Lives Matter and going after the, the defund the police. All the good cops leave. You're going to get worse cops who are going to do a worse job, which is going to bolster the movement. The cops are terrible. It's a downward spiral. And once you get into one of these tailspins, good fucking luck. And that's where we're at you know, on multiple fronts. And everyone's just going to kind of confuse like, wait, and if are, people are don't all of their me. doomsday prophecies correct? Because everything's falling apart. It's like. And if people don't believe me, go look into uh, what was it, what was the uh, remind me the, the the name of the remember when in, in Quebec there was a big inquiry about overpasses falling down, and they were found yeah, the out Charb- the, the Charbonneau Commission, Charbonneau Commission, right? When they found out that the government and the 
and the uh, construction companies they were working with to build these overpasses were all massively corrupt, no mm-hmm. competency. The, 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 the construction companies were basically just filling the overpasses with junk uh and like some rowbar yeah. yeah they were so corrupt the that just just double charging wasn't enough they also couldn't do the job competently they just it's Again, like well, we might as well just let people die too no it was so bad so they had this huge commission they went through all the levels of government and what they found was that it's too corrupt to fix right so they backed off they're like no literally if we remove the corruption the whole thing will collapse so just right. leave it well and this is my point Jeez. and this is this is this is my entire point Corruption destroys competency. There's a quote from Father Turbo saying, "Corruption of the best does not produce the second best; it, it, but the worst." Um, and that's exactly what happens because you can't. Because if anyone who is mildly competent and has like you know humanity An ounce in of their soul, right, looks at this and goes, "Well, we can't do this. Like this is wrong. We can't possibly do X. This is going to lead to horrible." Uh, conclusions they're going to be branded a racist a bigot of this or that whatever whatever have you and kick the fuck out mm-hmm. and replaced by Dump from fucking short you know shranker or something like that who ticks all the boxes you know but dump is uh is is ethnic and uh and is fine with you calling him a tranny or whatever you know, i don't care well, yeah. we're, we're well like uh mansa west says it's what they say never blame malice on that that you can blame on incompetence which i agree with to a point that's true but what, if you what we're dealing with is, is bigger, right? Well, that's it. It's it's the malice is is causing the incompetence, and that's why my thing is the the incentives. This is why again I'm gonna be the stupid libertarian, but you government is a is a is a beast that needs to be kept on a leash because once it gets to a certain point, the incentives are inverted, and their goal is more power. And how do they get more power? But through more chaos, and that's what we're in. That's what we're facing right now. So. Yeah, there's inco- incompetence is how they're getting their goal. So yeah, Jason's right. It's both. And this is why we're in a really um, scary position right now because the worse it goes, the better it goes for them. The worse it goes for us. Uh, Jason, fix it. Oh, I mean, look, we said this, uh, I said this at the last half hour of our discussion with, uh, here's a plug, of our Donald, of our sorry, our Joe Rogan friend or fed. Uh, we were talking to Curtis Yarvin, and one of the things I said uh, that I I hope we can start to manifest through this podcast and through talking with others is a desire for order. That currently what we're in is in a state of disorder. Uh, it's it, the the system is brewing total chaos. Now I was having a conversation with uh, with a friend of him, and he believes that this is to substantiate a new order, which may or may not be true. Um, my yeah, position boots is, on your neck order. Sure, but my 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 position is this: is that here's the bitter white pill of this, is that you can't substantiate. You're not substantiating order. You're only going to create stasis, communism, um, fascism, all the isms, all the all the, all the rest of it, only creates stasis. Uh, it it creates so instead of order, they have control, and control is a poor man's order. It doesn't produce anything. Right. It can maybe produce some like you can say, well, the the Soviets made nice subways and you know, uh, Sputnik or whatever. Right. But like, if you term, if you think about cultural, um, if you view the Soviet union and it's cultural, uh, um, or it's great, um, uh, benefits to humanity versus America during the same time period, whether, you know, whatever you think about rock and roll and blues and all the rest of it, whatever you think about America, America was crushing it in terms of cultural, um, uh, impacts into, into, into the history of, of, of humanity. Mm. Soviet Union, not so much, you know, a few books, Sputnik. um, yeah, Sputnik, like a few things and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's cause it's stasis. You, and again, you have, it's, it's Lashenkoism, like you said, once you, once you're priding yourself, once you're only, should we give it a little, just a, 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 a... Uh, a quick TLDR on on Trofim Lysenko, in case sure. anyone's yeah. Trofim Lysenko, yeah. Trofim Lysenko was promoted to basically the head scientist of the Soviet Union. Uh, I want to say 1930s. He's directly responsible for things like the Holodomor, uh, or the lead up to the Holodomor, which is Ukrainian uh, genocide, uh, and at least two genos- uh, at least two genocidal um, uh, famines in China, uh, because. 
Okay, so Lushenko rose to prominence because he uh, went, he took old farming techniques from uh, from Russian peasants and it was basically cross-fertilization processes and introduced it to wheat, to, to wheat at the time and he had this great big boom. Um, he provided this this surge in, in, in wheat crops and, and he was heralded as this great mind when he was actually just stealing old farming techniques and promoting it as his own. He then went on to try to make a theory about how plants are actually communist, that natural plant process is communist because old because more strong plants will willfully die Sorry. to give their to give their strength to weaker plants. <laughs> so <laughs> That's brilliant. So they would do this process where they would take like, successful plants and and kill them to nurture the soil to supply to 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 feed the to feed the weaker plants. <clears throat> Which would just lead to famine because that's not how fucking plants work, and but again promoted to the high Stalin promoted him to the highest levels. Yeah, because he was all in with the party, right? It was communism first, science second. All in for the party, and there's tons of reports of him basically getting rid of putting sending sending people to the gulag who were you know working around him, going, um, "Okay, this is batshit crazy because this is not working out," and he would just basically silence them or get them sent to the gulag. <laughs> and continue on here's a great here's a crazy thing he was never like uh it, it was never he was never blamed <laughs> they, they, they exported <laughs> no, of course not you know what would have been... his, his ideas to fucking china yeah. <laughs> like... yeah who repeated it and you know killed a bunch of people wouldn't it be great if rfk challenged him to a debate on the joe rogan podcast and then he said no, i am the science uh it would it would it would it would be a disservice to the science for me to have to debate this because it is agreed upon by everybody that look, look plants are all communist. my all my studies that i do for myself that prove my that prove my my thesis or prove it true like what's what's your, what's your every here? every government scientist agrees that yes uh, i think it was because they have to anyway so yeah if you take take that lesson from history and you can apply that to a lot of what's going on in many different fields including the past three years and you get what we're living in currently talking about russians and media and uh stuff let's go to uh so of course unless you've been living under the rock the big thing uh last little bit has been perigozian uh the leader or owner air quotes of wagner the special military group in russia um went rogue uh allegedly was going to go to moscow uh to have a conversation with putin about um, his defense ministers and a whole bunch of other concerns he had. This got labeled in the, in the Western press as, uh, as a coup. Um, <laughs> okay. Let, let's, hey, let's, let me take this off the screen for a second. Let's, 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 let's deal with this seriously. I woke up to the story. <clears throat> Being in Australia, often when you were talking to Yarvin, Yarvin was asking me about it. And I was like, I, I had seen some preliminary reports about it. I was like, don't, don't pay attention until something happens. And then later on, things were happening and, and media was going crazy about it. And I got into a long conversation with, with a friend of mine in Montreal about it, um, who, uh, who wants to hate Putin and I have no reason to, to and I, I agree with his, his, with his sentiment, but his reasoning is always off. And one of the things I said to him was like, don't believe any of this stuff until you see something like, you know, and, and in our conversation was when they, the new, the news media came out was saying like Perigozhin has, has, has stood down and because the Belarusian president has worked, worked out a peace deal or whatever that. On its face, all I said was, "On its face, this is crazy." Because there's like they're saying that Perigozhin is going is is marching to Moscow with what amounted to be about five thousand troops, allegedly, a few tanks and stuff of like that, and they're driving to Moscow, right from from almost near the front, from and they're going through these towns like Rostov and all these other places. No, no shots fired. Were they already in Russia? Or were they coming from Ukraine? Yeah, they were. They were, they were he would, you think he would have been on the front lines? This is Wagner, well, right? I mean, so the guys winning the war, aren't they? They had, they had pulled them back. They had pulled them back from from Bakhmut, and they were going to rotate them back through. Um, so I don't know if he was. They were technically in Russia or on the border, but they they're they're doing this big march to Moscow, right? Mm -hmm. And all that all that Perigozhin was saying 
I wasn't saying I was going to overthrow Putin. I mean, I was, he's, he, none of those statements were, were ever made by anybody. And even Putin's statements about it was just him saying, like, this is traitorous. Never, ma- never mentioned Prigozhin's name, which is a big red mm-hmm. flag. Mm-hmm. Just kind of said, these actions are, are treasonous and, and are going to be dealt with. Uh, so it could have been in reference to anyone. Anyone. Whereas right. Prigozhin's going, I should have made a left at Albuquerque. Right. <laughs> Oops. Um, he's not blinking. Uh, we're playing chicken. He's not blinking. <laughs> shit. Uh, all the media reports around it were all just absolute horseshit because none of it made any sense that you're not going to take on Moscow with 5,000 troops. Like it's, they just bomb you from the fucking air. Like if, if, if they really wanted to get rid of you, imagine this, right? Imagine a column of, 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 of armored vehicles just going down a road. That's what they had. Right. right, that's the visual of what they had, and they're passing through these towns. And I remember one at one point they passed through a town where there was a nuclear facility, and I was like, oh, "They're going to take these nukes." And there's a video of them like meeting with a guy with the commanders, going, "Uh, you know, hey, we're just passing through." And they're like, "Okay, no problem, right?" <laughs> like, then just let them go, like, <laughs> like not no shots fired, nothing, like nothing happening, and they're marching into Moscow allegedly. Where we know that there's something around around the neighborhood of fifty thousand to hundred thousand troops stationed in Moscow. So, the media is trying to make you believe that that Perigozhin, the crazy genius that he is, the upstart, the, he's going, he's crossing the Rubicon, the Russian version, is marching five thousand troops to overtake Putin, who has at his disposal anywhere between five hundred fifty thousand to hundred thousand troops stationed in Moscow. Makes sense. That was on the face it. of it. That was on the face of what people are talking about. And I read these reports going, this is bullshit. I don't know what's going on, but but this ain't what's going on. Like, that's suicide. Let me guess. <laughs> it's anything to do with the Russia-Ukraine conflict. We're being lied to. Well, this always, and this again, this falls into the... the or, is it, or is it, sorry, is it just the media's, you know, like, okay, Putin's dying of cancer. Putin's, uh, Putin's uh, crazy. crazy. Putin's crazy Putin and doesn't stupid. know what he's doing. Well, here's the, they'll jump on anything. So is this literally like some guys turned around and they're like, it's cool. Putin is crazy and evil and uh, stupid and dying Based. of cancer, but also a genius. Yeah, he's it's, it's the George W. Bush 2.0, right? He's an he's evil going to genius in Europe. Yeah. who's going to invade Europe and the world. He's going to take over the world uh, with his military, with his military. If he, if he wins in Ukraine, that's it. Oh, Europe is done. Mm-hmm. But he's it's... stupid, crazy, and, 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 and dying of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> like... So explain your thing, because you were bitching about uh, the guy who I don't really have a problem with, generally, Konstantin Kissin. He's the co-host of the Trigonometry podcast. And he's been on what I view as like the Sam Harris side of this thing the entire time, and I can't figure out why. Yeah, but you still like James Lindsay. Um, yeah, I love him. I think he's great. Um, he it, it, for what he's good at, and again, I have Constantine. my. I have a general philosophy in life, which is that Wait, you say put, your line. Say your line. Which one? <laughs> you're not. You're not talking over me. You're just. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you know, you know, I love you, because I'm not interrupting you. I'm finishing your sentences. If I could hit you with a shoe right now, <laughs> I'm going to try it on my wife, and I swear to God, it's going to work. Um, uh, uh, now nah, you made me lose my thought. See, see, worked. So, anyways, what? Okay, so you like James Lindsay, and I, I personally think that Constantine Kissin and all the rest of them are very much in the James Lindsay school, where they, his his podcast trigonometry came to came to rise in popularity because because again these are the guys taking on wokeism as if wokeism is the is is the cancer where it isn't it's a symptom of the cancer uh you can get rid of wokeism tomorrow and they'll all cheer and go back and this is what i said on the joe rogan uh friend or fed is that there's a lot of there's a massive contingent of people who who just want to go back to 1995 and if you get if you could get them back to 1995 they'd be happy Mm-hmm. And they would go along with everything else that you, uh, oh, digital passport, sure. Uh, 15 minute cities, absolutely. Uh, uh, enslaving the human, uh, entire human race, on board with it. Uh, just uh, no wokeism. I just want to be able to be on the BBC. Right. And well, say, I'll give you my mildly, one mildly, is that mildly right wing th- things. Yeah, you could throw me in that category. I would gladly go back to 1995 if it was guaranteed to be that in perpetuity. 
I'm not. If it was a sustainable 1995, I'm all in. But just just resetting by 20 years that gets us nowhere. Continue. Well, exactly. Here's the point, right? I think if anyone, if the offer was this, go back to 1995 in perpetuity for the next 2,000 years, everyone pushes that button, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's no one that doesn't push that button. In reactuality, even if we could go back to 1995, visibly, formally, on the on the facade of it yeah, yeah what's underneath is still rotten and That's what it, we, and, right. and what we can know, know now in 2023 is that everything in 1995 was was just as rotten we were just living off this fat of joy and, and optimism <laughs> that was post-cold war, war, world war yeah well or like i say like the only reason 1995 was possible is because everything that was holding it up was unsustainable Okay, let, let's let's get to that. Let's uh, let's let's cover this. So this is a tweet that uh, that I'm going to respond to. It's uh, <clears throat> this is he's he's I think he said this was shortly after uh, Paragosin stood down, uh, and there was there was there was no gonna be no coup. Oh, um, he said uh, I would strongly caution people against celebrating what is happening in Russia, or this maybe this was during the coup. Um, I would strongly caution people against celebrating what is happening in Russia. There have been fewer harsher critics of Putin's invasion, but chaos is really a good thing. Pergozin is not the only one, one with a private army in Russia. Chechen leader uh, Ramzan Kadzioff has a large force under his command who, have, who has zero loyalty to Russia or Putin. They hate Wagner, but if Putin has to be rescued by them, why not take him out as well as take over the country? Will the National Guard fight for Putin? We don't have answers to these questions. And an armed mutiny in a nuclear nation is a big deal. Okay. Well, so here is why. And my tweet of that is like, Wagner's not a private army. Stop lying. Now, because I was always under the impression that it was the Russian version of um, Blackwater. No. Okay. No. What's the difference? Uh, Blackwater is not funded directly by the United. Well, okay. Blackwater is not is not regarded as a. Uh, I don't know why my. Oh, we may not be able to do this. Um, Blackwater is 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 is, is essentially a, 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 a mercenary company, right? Mm-hmm. It has offices in the United States. Uh, now, maybe it has um, government funding on some level. It's it's certainly tied into the Fed and a, a few a whole bunch of other things. Fine, fair. Um, what uh, Wagner is this? And I I can't pull this up because my internet's being shitty. Wagner, and I wanted to show you the difference between uh, Wagner and the French Foreign Legion. If anyone, uh, sorry, I can't get my things to load up. Uh, you can do go to Wikipedia, go check from... these two things out, um, and see how the stark difference between how they describe these two things. So, in even the Wikipedia article about Wagner, there's there's they say that Wagner is a, is a private military force, uh, and that Paragosian is the de facto leader of said force, right? De facto is a, is a key word here because mm-hmm. you can't be a de facto leader. You can't be the de facto owner of a private military force if you're the actual owner of a, of a private military force. It doesn't work that way, right? <laughs> you are, you are. You wouldn't need the de facto. Right. The Wagner has been was being funded secretly, allegedly, by the Russian military since up, up until two, uh, 2023 when, of course, all this is stuff is, is now in operation. They're actually looking to disband Wagner formally within Russia and bring it back into the into uh, the military wing officially, which is what they're essentially doing now. Um, so what Paragoyan was was basically a manager. He was he was given uh, he because he he was essentially given this paramilitary force that they do use in places like Africa as a private military force. like they they basically lend it out into places like Africa. And other places in the world, just like the French Foreign Legion, right? Um, it's manned by by both Russians and foreigns because they can, they can hire whoever they want. They can bring in, um, you know, most notably, there's stories about um, Wagner being full of, uh, of prisoners that they've let out prisons. Like, well, you can shorten your sentence by going to be part of this military unit. That's what Wagner is. Um, it's not. So, well, that's the same thing with the French Foreign Legion, as far as I'm aware. Well, exactly. It's it's the exact same thing, essentially, yeah. right? Um, well, so is there a similarity then? Sorry to cut you off, but to um, like Blackwater, because as far as I'm aware, and again, fact check me on this, the reason that Blackwater was hired by the the American government was that they could get them to do the dirty work and claim, well, they're not 
they're not subject to the same rules as the military is because they're not officially a government force. They're contractors. We hired them. If they went and you know, killed a bunch of kids, that's on them. And yeah, I would say, I would say it's a very similar situation as, as, as far as I understood with Blackwater, and I think it's changed now a little bit, but officially Blackwater was an international organization. It had offices in the United States, but wasn't technically an American organization as to how that was structured. Wagner has always been a, uh, a branch of the Russian military. The Russian, it was just a way for the Russians to, to put their military in places in the world where declaring war or whatever. Exactly. Right. And make a profit off it because they would charge these companies, countries money to hire Wagner. Right? right. You've got problem. We take care of problem. No problem anymore. <laughs> so, so that's, that's the, diff- and they, I'm sure BlackRock was doing the same thing and we could go into like formal, informal positioning of what Wagner, what BlackRock was, what the French foreign legion is. Basically, here's the thing. All these major countries have these organizations right. that they that they that these informal branches of, of of a military that they lease out or put into the field in other places where they're not supposed to effectively leave, but they're they're doing that thing, right? Mm, it's interesting because my my put my original pushback from you was like, oh, they sound like Blackwater, who isn't the military. But then I remember my old thing, like when this is going on in the in the uh, in the aughts, I was like, bullshit, they're not the military. You're paying them. You're into, this is a this is a scam. Like this is a it's a it's a cloak of separation right so that you can be so that you can be like uh, indemnified to some degree over bullshit no they work for you it's enough distance it's enough distance that they can they can come to go yeah but there's a figurehead in place who we pay a lot of money so right totally detached right exactly so just go back to constantine tweet he brings up uh, the chechen leader saying that the chechens have zero loyalty to the russians uh, and again, I can't pull this up right now, but I, I just did an informal Google search. <laughs> if you type in Chechen leader, uh, a Chechen leader uh, private army, it's going to pull up this article. As Now, this, the article I read was about four days old, so this is older than the tweet itself. But I mean, this is, it, the information that the article is using is not like, you know, it's not like an expose. Like, oh, here, never, 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 never been exposed or uh, released information. It's common knowledge. Right. That the Chechen leader is... So there's there so right after a day after Paragozin uh, stopped his coup, there was video of the Chechen armed forces at a bridge laying down their arms and 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 promising their allegiance to Putin and the Russian state. <laughs> right, no allegiance. Right, they oh, oh they're they're a wild card. They could take on Russia. No, they're not. The, the leader of Chechnya at the moment, who's afforded a lot of uh, allowances by, by, the, by the Russian Federation, who's allowed basically general sovereignty within, within the Federation. All these, all these satellite states in the Russian Federation are basically given, to my, to my knowledge, uh, a, you, you're allowed to be as sovereign as you want up to a point, right? And the mm-hmm. point is this. Don't fuck with Moscow. Right. When we, when we <laughs> tell you to do something, you do it. When we tell you not to do something, you don't do it. Other than that, have fun, kids. I would have, don't give. And, a and I gotta say, I'm not opposed to that mentality. That's what that's what I experienced in China. I was like, I'll take this over what we got going on here. Right or wrong, whatever you want. And and here's the th- and here's the big rub about Chechnya, which again, Constantine Constantine Kissin, right? Trigonometry, big giant platform gets on big giant people. It's, it, it, I'm sure. I haven't watched their podcast in in forever, but I I, I know that early on they were positioning themselves as much like the the Young Turks and a whole bunch of other places. Like we're not the mainstream media; we're going to say things that you can't say on TV. We're not the BBC. We're you know we're mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're different. You're but you're carrying water for these regimes. Yeah, you're saying exactly. the same so lies. You're substantiating. Which the same let lines. me remind me of the Young yeah. Turks because uh, Chank actually said something based today. Did you catch this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's about the about the affirmative action thing that's happening. Fat retards are right once a century. Hey, hey, look, I'm they've been trying that. to pivot. No, no, no. They've been. We, I think we had an episode on this. Uh, <laughs> it's possible a while back. No, a while back, or or, or I, we were going to, or something like that where Anna Kasparian, his co-host, was starting to come out with more and more base. Right. Well, it's just it's no, but I, I view that as like J.K. Rowling syndrome. It's like once their bullshit reality comes into conflict with one of their something they actually care about, 
then they'll tell the truth about that thing because they're personally invested in it without reassessing any of their other worldview and searching for continuity. They'll well, point out like the one the, thing and they'll go back the next day to being wrong about everything without until with you, no until introspection forced, at all. Until you're starting to be forced to hire on people who don't know what the fuck they're doing and you're forced to hire them because you have to have your diversity quotient in order to maintain your whatever, right? Um, and then you realize the people coming out of colleges are not intelligent because they're not right. being trained <laughs> to be intelligent. We, we don't, we they're only hired to be the, the, to take on a diversity box. Well, so, so sorry, let's just back people. up a second because I don't think we clarified what we're talking about. So the best tweet I saw today was somebody, somebody one of these lefty Twitter reply guys and he's talking because so there's been a, like a few based decisions coming out of the supreme court i don't know if you can look this up um in the past week so they decided that the i believe this was the case about discriminating against asians at oxford that went to the supreme court and the supreme court found out you can't be racist i know who would have thought they also decided that you can't be forced to um like Christians can't be forced to to bake gay cakes, right? Who would who would want legal continuity, right? Mind blowing. Oxford was it Oxford? I don't know. Zach Schilling, correct me if I'm wrong. It was some university, one of the Ivy Leagues that was that was fighting for the right to have race race based discrimination against uh, enrollment, and believe it or not, that got knocked down because despite the fact that we have affirmative action. The, the idea, at least as far as I'm aware, the idea behind civil rights law is that it was to be applied universally. Going back to the Declaration of Independence, that we were all made equal, and that was the, the instantiation of that into law. Harvard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, so yeah, there's been a few base decisions, which as far as I can see it, are just legally coherent. Well, okay. the, the people who are being the big drive for this overturning of affirmative action were Asians. <laughs> there was one guy, uh, he's on Buck, he was on the Buck, uh, Buck Johnson podcast, shout out to Buck Johnson, uh, Counterflow podcast, everyone who listens to our show should listen to that. Um, he had him on a little while ago where he was like, yeah, we're leading this, we're bringing this to the Supreme Court because what's happening with Harvard, what's happening at Harvard with Asians and, and other schools too is unfair. Where basically the idea was that uh, if there were preferential treatments given to certain racial groups, but because Asians kept crushing it in those groups, they were actually being unfairly denied. They were being, they were, they were having more rejection notes than white people mm -hmm. because based on their, based on their Well, score. they basically said like, okay, well, Asians are so high. So it's just this, you're going full circle and you're doing completely race-based discrimination because it was, a, it was, it was brought in to bring up the bottom. But then when you find out, uh Oh, there's another race who's doing too well. What Jenks said is, uh, I think the Supreme Court got the affirmative action case right. I'm sick of the stereotypes that attach to all minorities because of this policy. It was necessary in the beginning, but has become counterproductive. But legacy emissions, which are more unfair, must also be banned. Which, I mean, again, he can't, he can't help himself. Um, you got to go something. Well, as far as I know, RFK did the same type of tweet. Well, was R like R RFK was based, no, RFK um, defended uh, affirmative action. <laughs> he's your base your base muscle boy mm -hmm. uh until oh 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 he's you know can't defend that oh do you see the, the, the um... people would never be able to come to terms with the fact that the guy is and always will be a kennedy and you got to get that you got to get that I, I idolatry out of your head idolatry is that the right word he's a, he's a democrat i mean i don't know why anyone really expects anything different i don't have it saved unfortunately i don't think um there's a there's a there was a pro, pro uh, a presser with joe biden uh, i think it was pretty staged he's he's leaving the podium he's walking out the door and someone yelled out like what do you think of supreme court is this a rogue supreme court on this decision of overturning you know, whatever and he turned back and he's like it's not normal and then walked out through the door and he sniffed a kid yeah, I snipped a kid. It's like, there's no B12 for vitamins. There's kids backstage. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Where are we here? Two, two, two. Perfect timing. Thank you. That's a kudos. 
ladies and gentlemen, we do have outro music. It gets played once every six months. Just one of those times. <clears throat> Enjoy the hell out of it. Jason, nice uh, nice being able to chat for the first time in a while. We haven't done this one in a while. Uh, we, were, uh, we extended the invitation over to Ryan Dawson to come home. And, uh, I don't know what happened there, but it's fine. <laughs> we um, turned down on a Friday night. <laughs> I got a little dressed up and got left on the sidewalk. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, it is what it is. Things happen. Um, Anyways, but, um, well, we're we're putting together the next friend or fed. We still have not decided on the topic. It could be RFK. Maybe vote in the comments. I think we're right now we're tossing between Russell Brand. Uh, if we do, if we do RFK, I want to do a double header of RFK DeSantis. Um, mm, two and one. Sorry, my daughter is being demanding. Uh, she's cute. She's driving me crazy. Um, so um, yeah. Which, Eight. Let us know in the comments below below the video. What do you want to see for the next friend or fed? Russell Brand or RFK and DeSantis, some sort of thing. I'm okay with holding on to them for a little bit. Um, we'll see. Uh, and any any guests you'd like to see us ask on, we will uh, we'll try our best. Yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you, everyone who's watched. Yeah, please for all remember to share, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. We love the, the attention. Yes, come back. Uh, come Feed back us next time. Feed us with your attention. Jason, Sorry, love you. Love you we'll too. Talk soon. Have a good weekend. Peace. Good night. Good night and good luck.